Welcome to another episode of Matt Chat with David Maricatani. Today I'm joined by the associate head coach at the University of Illinois, Mark Perry. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing good. Just got out of a bunch of individuals and getting ready for this afternoon's practice. You guys are going to UNI this weekend, is that correct? Uh, yeah, we're heading over to uh, UNI, and then uh, we have a dual midweek next week down in St. Louis area and then the Midlands, so getting into the thick of things. That's right, St. Louis area. You might have to come knock on my door while you're here, man. Yeah. <laughs> your family history and your success as both an athlete and a coach are well documented. Uh, I was talking to Andy Hamilton recently, and he told me a story that I didn't know. He said that during your freshman year in high school, that you were winning the state finals and started celebrating with about five seconds left, which ultimately led to you losing that match. He looked at it as a domino that took your life down a completely different path, going to Blair, leaving Stillwater, and ultimately going to Iowa. Uh, do you feel like that's an accurate statement, that that one match really was sort of a life-changing event for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, when at the time, I don't know how I was look, you know, really how I was looking at it. I think, like most young competitive kids, where you know, going into high school, um, you know, the goal is like most uh, guys that had success at the at a younger age. Is I wanted to be a four time state champion, and um, you know, when when that when when I lost that opportunity there in the state uh, finals in Oklahoma, you know, for me, literally, a world came to an end. Uh, I, I remember not really talking, kind of showing up with my family, friends for several, several months. And uh, my dad kind of to get me out of a funk, wanted to send me out to Blair because um, he had a good relationship with Coach Buxton, you know, for the summer just to, uh, I guess, more just get me back to normal. And when I went out there, um, you know, I realized I, wa I wasn't as uh, far far along as I thought, you know, because, I mean, Blair was loaded at the time. And, you know, in my opinion, obviously biased. I mean, those were some of the better t high school teams in, uh, you know, the history of high school wrestling. So mm -hmm. going out there was an, an eye-opener, and I've always been independent. And I just knew right then and there, you know, that that's where I wanted to be. And, uh, at the, you know, Really, I mean, I was starting to grow. I was 103 pounds, so, you know, unlike, say, my brother who could train up at uh, Oklahoma State with their, you know, regional training center all throughout high school because he started at 60. Uh, right. I, ne I never really got that benefit. Obviously, I would have when I was older, but I don't know. I, I just went out there, and I, I loved the East Coast, and I loved uh, Coach Buxton and, the you know, the group of guys on the team. And, um it was it was an amazing experience, you know. Probably uh, my my top experience in the sport of wrestling thus far it was just uh, being being around that group of guys. And uh, Blair was, you know, it was a special place back then. Really leads me into, you know, what I wanted to ask you next. I mean, I've talked to you privately, and you've told me just what a great academic institution that place is, but. You know, tell me a little bit more what it was like there at Blair. I know there were just so many studs on that team. And and how did that get you prepared, you know, to go to the next level, to go to Iowa and be able to have success at that level? Um, I mean, in so many different ways. You know, again, when I went there originally, 
Um, it was more of, well, I can't be a four-time state champion, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess this is the next best thing. You know, my mind thought a little bit different. But, you know, after going through uh, the, my, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, it, it just the preparation academically was one. I mean, it was it was more challenging at Blair than it probably is ninety percent of uh, the Division One institutions and uh, you know that that have a wrestling program. It was very very challenging, so that that was very hard uh, for me. But it it made it made you know college a lot a lot easier for sure. Um, and just the the wrestling. Uh, perspective that Coach Buxton, you know, preached to the team and us individually. I think that's what I've come to appreciate more than anything, you know, now is I feel like a lot of young kids today and um, through time, you know, their mindset is they got to win, 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 you know, from the beginning of their career to the end or it's a failure for Coach Buxton, it was all really practice. The competitions, I mean, even though we're wrestling the best guys, number one, two, three, four guys in the nation in high school, mm-hmm. um, it was all he, he had, it was all preparation um, for him to try to get us as confident as possible to be successful at the college and, and Olympic level. And I think that's where Coach Buxton probably separates himself from a lot of the great high school coaches was it wasn't really ever about him. It was about the individual. It wasn't about the national titles. It wasn't about the state titles and those things. It was it was always about the individual and getting him prepared to, you know, reach reach his goals at the next level. And um, I think that that was that was a huge, huge, huge uh, thing that he brought to the table that I haven't been around too much and. Honestly, I think that, you know, I've kind of taken it a little bit, that path of, uh, in college. Obviously, we want guys to win right now at the college level, but if they're thinking that way and if the focus is on progression and if they really, truly deep down want to be a world class wrestler, um, it's all, it's all about progression and improvement, you know, so that was definitely something that I learned there and I, I use to this day. Yeah, you can really just hear the respect in your voice for Coach Buxton, and and I know you're not alone in that. I've talked to Cooperman and and multiple other guys that have gone through that yeah. program. Just what an impact he's had on you guys, even even from guys like you that came from great families. How he was still able to make, you know, such a big impact on you. Is there is there maybe a story that you could share with us that you know kind of illustrates what kind of coach and mentor he was to you guys and to the team? Yeah, I mean, I, I have several stories. I mean, you know, first and foremost, I've been around a lot of the, you know, the biggest names from a success standpoint, whether it was uh, as athletes or coaches. And uh, there's not too many that I put in that tier of just respect and, and getting through to individuals, no matter their personality styles or, their, their, you know, their upbringings. Uh, he's one of the best of the best. I would have, I always wanted to see had he, you know, got a division one program, what, what he could have done because there's not many, in my opinion, that, um, do it like he does. Um, but it, it was really just, he actually cared. 
you know, he actually cared about the individual. It wasn't kind of routine, you know, go through the system onto the next group of guys. The relationship was still, I mean, you know, he calls me, texts me, sees how we're doing. And I, I, it was like that from day one. You know, he's a people person and he really cares about, you know, guys. But Coach Buston, like, like anybody from, you know, the East Coast um, that I've met that are extremely competitive, you know, He's a, he's a crazy guy and, um, you know, he, he gets through to different ways. You know, I was a little bit of a knucklehead. So, you know, um, sometimes he would, uh, he would, uh, <laughs> do things that maybe you wouldn't get away with at, at most places, but it, it was just more, it was almost like a father figure. You know, I obviously had to be for, uh, you know, guys like me who are away, you know, across the country sure. and, um, I really, I mean, any story that pops to my head, I mean, it really always comes back to just the respect thing. And, I mean, he was always just, you know, trying to point out things of doing them right and doing them better. Uh, you know, he, there's so many, so many different stories in different areas in my life that, that he's made an impact. So I really can't pinpoint one, but sure. he's definitely a spe special man. He seems like a guy that really focuses on the journey as much as more so than the destination. It sounds like from what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, and he's still on the journey and, um, you know, make, making an impact. And I, I, honestly, I think he's a guy that'll probably be on that journey. So he's in his deathbed. He loves the sport. You know, he's, um, around it, you know, 24 seven, always being innovative and creative and trying to help the sport you know, get to the next level or help individuals, you know, reach their goals. And um, he's just, uh, I mean, we need more people like that in wrestling. That's for sure. You know, guys get people that are out there to help other guys versus boost their own resume. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I want to, I want to jump over to your time at Iowa and, you know, I know while you were there that the program was in a real state of transition. You know, you guys had multiple coaches and many teammates transfer in and out, which I would think, you know, certainly was a lack of continuity. What did you learn about yourself and your ability to shut out distractions and stay focused on your goals when all that was going on? Um, I mean, it, it was obviously very challenging, um, you know, not in a million years growing up, you know, would I have pictured myself, um, you know, going to Iowa, but, um, you know, going through the program and, and all the transitions, um, I mean, not going to lie. I mean, it, it was hard, you know, you build relationships and then those guys are gone. You build new ones, those guys are gone. So there wasn't really a consistency thing, um, of what was being preached, whether it was a philosophy or a skill, obviously the philosophies were somewhat similar. Um, but, um, I mean, for me, it was more of not necessarily, you know, Iowa or any other place. I just, I had these goals. These were the things that, um, you know, I was determined to do. So it didn't affect me as much, you know, mentally. Mm -hmm. It was more of, I guess, it was more, more or less, you know, just, just tough emotionally when, when you build, you know, good relationships and you can serve good friends, you know, coaches or people that, you know, you're getting somewhere and, and then, um, 
you know, you're on to a new new group of guys. And it wasn't just the, the Coach Zaleski, Coach Brands transition. You know, obviously, as we all know in the sport, you build good relationships with assistants. And they, um, you yeah. know, they, they create as, you know, many opportunities and impact kids as, as anyone. So that that was definitely challenging. But I was always determined that I was going to get to where I was. So the focus never changed. You know, it wouldn't have mattered even if, Things would have been, you know, outrageous, but I was going to get to where I wanted to be. Um, and I was very fortunate, you know, to go through, as tough as it was, it was also, um, like I said, I was fortunate to be able to learn from so many different minds and different philosophies. And whether they're similar in some areas or maybe they weren't, they all had, you know, some sort of impact that, again, I either used at the time or I used to the day or uh, on the other end, maybe there were things that I didn't agree with where, um, you know, I, I either learned, um, oh, maybe that is important, you know, as I get older and work with other guys or vice versa where, where I disagree. So just being able exposed to so many different great minds was, um, you know, uh, a, spe- a special thing for me. And I'm pretty optimistic, um, you know, regardless of what things went down when I was there, I I never, you know, faltered from what I I wanted to get done. Um, and you know, my time at Iowa was very very special. And you know, it, it's it's a wrestling mecca. And right. I mean, I, I loved it. You know, I, I loved my time there. Outside of, like you said, all the transition stuff. Sure. Um, but still, even that, as far as a co- going into coaching, it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I, I can see that. How do you think all that stuff, did any of those, you know, all the transition and all those different smart people getting a chance to pick their brains, did any of that specifically help you with that, you know, your finals match against Hendricks your senior year? Um, my, my, well, when I wrestled Johnny, um, the, I mean, there, there were, you know, there, there were several guys that obviously um, played a role. Um, even looking back at, kind of myself as a wrestler I mean I'm so competitive I I've never watched matches from my college or high school or really highlight. I'm just you've never I, watched you've never watched I, yourself wrestle no I mean I did back in the day and I studied it but I'm so critical and I'm so competitive that I watch myself I'm like you stink you know so <laughs> like I, I I don't really uh, like, like to do that nowadays um if you get your dad you know, watching with you it might get even worse right <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm more focused on, uh, you know, helping the people, um, I'm around now and, sure. um, you know, using the, the positive lessons and the negative lessons that I either learned, you know, um, from doing things right or doing them wrong and, and just trying to make sure that, you know, the guys I'm working with don't make those mistakes or whether it was teammates and, you know, um, I'm always, you know, just kind of trying to adjust. So it, it wasn't, um, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily one person, you know, I, Coach Gable and Coach Brands. I definitely think from a mental side, you know, if anything I learned the last two years having that when Coach Brands came in and, and brought a new, uh, basically regime in was, uh, it was very helpful for me as an athlete and as a coach from the mental side because I was dealing with some serious things when Coach Brands came and I'm still dealing with them today, which is, uh, you know, 
it's tough. I mean, you know, when you I I see all these UFC guys at football, they're talking about concussions and neck injuries and all this, and you know, uh, I hurt my neck pretty pretty bad my sophomore year, and I was really 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 down. So it was probably again a, another blessing in disguise to have a motivator like Brands, and he brought on Coach Gable that first year when I wrestled Johnny. You know, right. it was probably something that saved me. Again, I never faltered from what I wanted to, but if I ever had a low point in my, you know, self or, or self-esteem, was after my sophomore year when, you know, I had all those bulging and herniated discs, um, my, my spine basically started falling apart. And, um, I didn't, you know, maybe take care of it the right way, and, and I, I'm paying that, um, I'm paying for it now. Um, you know, but having those guys, uh, get in there and, and really get to me, get, get inside my head and, and just some creative different ways that they, 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 uh, got to me, you know, was, I mean, a, a big, big difference, um, sure. in the, the, those results because I don't want to make excuses, but really after, um, the Midlands, semifinals my sophomore year mm-hmm. I was I was never the same person you know I was never the same guy my passion it wasn't my passion wasn't the same it was just you know what went like anyone when you're wrestling injured whether it's your knee your neck um you know your spine I mean those, those are it's not enjoyable yeah you it's, know, it's not enjoyable right. and, and so having them there to help me get through that and, and on top of that achieve those goals um, was something that I'll, you know, forever be grateful to a lot of people. But it, it was, it was definitely a, again, a blessing in disguise having Coach Brands and Gable and Schwab and, and Zadik and all those guys were great motivators, uh, at that time because I, I was struggling. Um, and for me, this sport's so important that had those things not happened, um, uh, I probably wouldn't be involved in the wrestling today. I, I would have been too bitter. Um, wow. So I, I was very, very um, lucky, and I, I'll forever be thankful for, to those guys. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I've known your family for a long, long time. Actually, back in the late 80s, your dad came and did a clinic, and I was his demonstration guy, and he beat the hell out of me for about three hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, even teaching, he doesn't do anything real soft. So, um, so I know that winning is really just, you know, the standard. It's the expectation in your household. Uh, the rumor has it that there's a Smith family wrestling tournament every year around the Christmas holiday. So yeah. first I got to know, is, is this true? Is this, is this a thing? I mean, I, I wouldn't say around Christmas. It's just whenever we get to, you know, whatever our family's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, the 4th of July when they get together. So this, I don't even this, know if this they're does exist, tournaments. It's just a, a, a straight up scrap. It's family scrap. All right. So <laughs> and, I, I, and they're, they're, um, it's close to, it, it's a mixture between wrestling and MMA. Cause <laughs> it, it, it gets, uh, it, it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, you know, obviously now we have so many, uh, so many family members and, you know, I'm starting to, have a family and, and you know all my cousins i mean we're all starting to have kids and stuff so the next generation of kids are coming <laughs> up and i guess some of the i'm still you know they've had kids a little later so 
I mean, there, there's so many. I mean, you, you know, we can get a 64-man bracket going <laughs> together. No, 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 I mean, girls, boys, you know, doesn't really matter. I, I, uh, I want to know, know who wins, but I really want to know who would be on the seating committee with all of you guys in there together. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it, you know, when, when we were growing up, um, it was, uh, I mean, you know, there's always somewhat, you know, like anything, there's always someone a little bit bigger, a little bit better than you. <laughs> right. So, so you know, it, it would change, but we would have, you know, age groups and this and that, and if someone got too hot, they would uh, put them against one of the older ones and put, put them back to reality. So, uh, again, it's just our family. Uh, it, it's a different level, you know, for, right. for us. And everybody's, uh, you know, there's different levels of competitiveness. It's just, it's what, you know, it's, it's in the blood. And, um, I think that's why, you know, obviously we've had success. I mean, there's obviously a, a talent and, and, and there's, you know, the genes don't hurt, but, I think what makes our family tick so much is it's just a different level of competitive nature. Yeah. Well, you know, when I go down to Stillwater, your your mom is always always a dear, dear person to me and my family. And somebody somebody pretty reliable told me that your brother Chris didn't beat your mom until his sophomore year in high school. Is, is yeah. that is that true? Yeah. I mean, I know I definitely eighth grade and ninth grade. I mean, I moved away, you know, so right. I don't know if, how much they were scrapping it out <laughs> his freshman year at sixty, but when I was there, you know, it, it was all my mom. But, <laughs> she was uh, the number one seat in the house, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I know back in the day she used to be able to beat John and, and Pat and you know those guys when they were when they were young kids. Oh my but, God, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, the girl, the, none of them have officially ever, uh, I guess women's wrestling wasn't around or none of our cousins now or, or, um, you know, the women are competing, but they, they've all had their fair share of matches, you know. Well, your sister's been around gather. forever. I would imagine if she wanted to wrestle, she'd probably be pretty good right away. Oh yeah, she's, she's, she's prepared. <laughs> she's prepared. <laughs> she doubles a bodyguard on the weekends, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, my friend Mark Ostrander, he had a question he wanted me to ask you. He, he mm-hmm. pointed out that every time a head coaching job comes up, uh, your name generally pops up with it. And and how does that dynamic work with you and Coach Heppernan and Coach Hunter? Are you are you given more responsibilities in the pro- in the program to prepare yourself for becoming a head coach? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, I I've been around the game, and I I I mean. I, I've always, I always, I feel like I've thought a little bit differently, you know, um, I've prepared for, you know, when that time is and <laughs> in more ways than, than you could imagine, um, you know, and right now, like I'm mainly focused on just the guys and, and you know, whatever coach Heffern had asked me to do, I mean, the regional training center, the guys and recruiting and, uh, you know, that's obviously a big question that I get asked a lot, um, you know, and it's, um, it is, you know, it is what it is kind of deal where, um, when, when the time comes, the time comes, but, you know, until then it's just really focusing on 
getting each individual ready, but I'm not too concerned about, you know, the administrative or the training center or, or the, the, the athletes, you know, the, the business side um, of how the sport's going. I mean, I've always studied coaches that have been successful and, uh, you know, 10 layers deep, not just on the results, but what, what made those results happen because it, it's not a name. It's not, you know, one guy's not going to make it happen. It's the way that the business is ran. It's, I mean, and that's where we need to go as a sport. Right. Um, yeah. And um, and I've also looked at the guys that I thought, oh, man, he was, you know, a big name, every, and then they've struggled, you know. So I've studied every guy for 20, 30 years, you know, head coach um, in, in those areas. And like I said, when the time comes, be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Well, one of the things that's impressed me about your coaching career is, is how close you are with your guys. And with those guys, they really look like family to you from the outside looking in. So you know, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your guys, and in particular what guys like Jesse Delgado and Isaiah Martinez mean to you. Uh, I mean, I mean everything. You know, for me, um, if an athlete, you know, commits – um, very similar, like um, some of the guys that I've grown up and, and looked to as mentors. I mean, they're, they're as important to me as, you know, my wife and my kids and my brother and sister, mom and dad. I mean, it it, it shouldn't be, a, 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 you know, you're here for five years and you're out. And I've made some mistakes along the way um, because I'm an emotional guy and very competitive Um with other guys, but that's an area where I've matured a lot as an assistant coach. Um, again, just kind of knowing how to handle different personalities and understanding um, that not everybody might have the same passion or love for the sport as I do. But, you know, when guys are all in and, and the communication level is on, on a high, honest level, um, you know, they're, they're, they're everything to me, you know, this is my life. You know, I, I, I've chosen this life um, as, you know, a family man and wrestling, and those are the two things that I care about, you know. Um, you, you know, wrestling and um, my family and, and faith. I mean, that, that that's really my life's pretty simple, um, and I'm just studying the game and, and all layers all the time, you know. So I feel like when you have those kind of relationships and the, the way I look at the sport, um, and where I want it to go is, um, don't, you know, it's very easy for kids to, to buy in and, and it's not about buying into me. It's about them buying into themselves and, and you know, really just guiding them, um, in the right direction. Uh, because if they have a similar passion level or will, um, to, to compete at the highest level they're capable of, I have zero concern of the opponent um, or what, you know, what, who, what color their singlet is or who's in their corner. Um, I feel like we're going to win 10 times out of 10. Yeah. And you can see that when those guys walk off the mat after those big matches and the hugs they give you, you can, you can just see all that, that effort and teamwork and camaraderie, you know, coming together. So um, I guess the last question I have for you, Mark, is Illinois is a state where wrestling is very, very strong. And, you know, multiple Fargo champions and All-Americans pretty much annually. What would it mean to you personally, to the program, and to the people of the state of the state, if the University of Illinois were to win a national title? 
Um, I think it, I mean, it would be enormous, but again, it's more about the sport and it would be huge for the sport. Um, again, growing up and being an assistant, you know, and, and looking at it, um, from a different perspective, um, what I've come to appreciate more than anything is the sport and how much the sport means to me. And, you know, seeing, a, uh, uh, you know, and maybe in the past, uh, I'm so competitive. If I, if we had these things, you know, we'd crush these guys that we had, you know, poor boohoo me kind of stuff. Um, but you know, now I'm looking at it more of, um, it's great that Penn State is where it's at because I was at Penn State and, you know, when Kel came in, um, it was down, you know, they were down, uh, you know, not, I mean, they, they weren't, you know, they were still a top 15 program. Right. But they weren't in the top and, two or three and, every year. Right. Yeah. You know, but you, and he came in and they've created an empire and that's huge for wrestling. You know, that's huge for wrestling. Obviously, um, you know, I'd like to see Illinois winning or Iowa or Oklahoma State, the programs that have ties to. But honestly, I, um, I'm grateful that that happened there. I'm grateful for what has happened at Ohio State. I like seeing the East Coast, you know, Rutgers putting 6,500 or 7,000 fans in the rack. I like seeing Pat Popolizio and those guys doing good things out there. You know, I mean... Arizona State, you know, is trying to build something out there. I mean, th these are good things, and for that to happen in this state, um, you know, that's it needs to happen, and we know what needs to happen to put us in those positions. Um, and you know, if we do that, I'm certain that we'll get the job done. But it's not really necessarily about winning a national title; it's about making that consistent. Um, whether you know you win several titles or or whatever it may be. Um, is, you know, getting the people behind something excited about, you know, the state of Illinois and, and, and you know, the University of Illinois, honestly, Northwestern as well, you know, with their new group of guys is sure. get that into a rivalry where it was when I was in college with Iowa and Iowa State. You know, the bigger wrestling is, the be the better, um, honestly, for, for a guy like me, the I, I, I mean – I'm not looking to, to seclude ourselves and Illinois is the program and no one else is any good. You know, you want that competition that that's what gets you up in the morning. And, um, again, for me, it's, it's more about the sport of wrestling, um, than a specific program or, or anything. And I, I honestly think that's why, um, that's the next jump we have to make internationally. We have to put all the, the college ties behind and the United States guys got to come together. Um, and that we've done a good job. I definitely feel, especially with the youth groups of cadets and juniors. And, um, now we got to get university and seniors moving in that direction. But the more that this, you know, that the fans, the coaches, the people that can make a, an impact and, and change the game come together and, and realize it's about wrestling, you know, the more success we're going to see at Illinois, we're going to see West Coast wrestling. Uh, hopefully, you know, making a surge or maybe someday down in the south. You know, wrestling is a big, big, big sport. It's respected worldwide. Mm -hmm. And the the numbers don't lie. Right. You know, the numbers don't lie. And it's just we have to do a better job with leadership and vision and, and quit considering ourselves, in my opinion, blue collar 
and, and start looking at it more professional and, and give these guys, you know, the opportunities um, to live their dream better than I got to live my dream at Iowa or my brother at Oklahoma State or you at Iowa State or, you know, anywhere is yeah. make it better and better. And, and that's how I look at it. And I want, you know, more than anything, winning national titles, I want Northwestern or Iowa or Penn State or OSU or Oregon State, whoever, to come down, want to come to Champaign knowing it's going to be hell on wheels when you step in that arena. You know, that that that's when we know we've made it, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. You're a big thinker, Mark. And, I, you know, I've known you for a long time. And, you know, I, you, you do – Every like everybody likes to say they they look at everything a little bit differently, but you truly do. Um, I don't get to talk to you as much as I like, but I, I love I love it when we chat and get a chance to pick your brain about things. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. I wish you and your team the best of luck this season and down the line, and and happy holidays to you and your family, man. Thank you. It's good talking to you. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk sometime throughout the season as. We start getting into the the good stuff. It's right here, so it's wrestling season. Absolutely. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.